0: Welcome to Cover Stories, the podcast where we talk to musicians we like about music they love. I'm your host, Eric, and every week I invite different artists to cover a song of their choice and discuss what it means to them. This week we've got our buddy Seth from Westbound Departure covering Brooks and Dunn's You're Gonna Miss Me When I'm Gone. Uh, This was a lot of fun to record. Uh, I grew up on country but haven't really listened to it in a long time, so... Going back and digging into these uh these old songs from the you know the nineties the was was a lot of fun uh we We kind of waxed an electro about growing up in San Antonio listening to music uh Seth talks about the the first time he listened to Pantera, why he doesn't like Merle Haggard and uh we talked a lot about you know being punk snobs in high school and what the music scene was like back then versus now. Uh, we also spent a little bit of time talking about Weird Al and his influence on all of us. Uh, And for some reason, we go over about three minutes trying to remember the name of Folsom Prison Blues and fail miserably. Uh, Without further ado, this is Cover Stories. Okay. Uh, welcome back to Cover Stories. Uh, my name is Eric and my producer is Zach here. Yeah, that's me. We have a special guest today, uh, Seth Bridges, formerly of Westbound Departure. Hello. How's it going? How are you doing? Awesome. Doing great. Uh, thanks for coming on. Um, he's going to be performing later a uh, Bricks and Dunn song, um, You're Gonna Miss Me When I'm Gone. Uh, and I was telling him before we started, it's, it's kind of exciting because country was kind of growing up, I guess just growing up in Texas in general, country especially in the early 90s was a big deal and i don't know how it was everywhere else but i forgot how like into country i was until i started doing research for this yeah yeah
1: i feel like growing up in san antonio specifically listening to the radio i just thought it was country music and then like rock music that was all that existed there was nothing else maybe the occasional madonna song you'd hear yeah but
0: Yeah, Yeah. I I think I I grew up on, like, Magic 105.3 and, like, Y100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah. It was, like, my mom and dad's taste. And then I learned about King Biscuit Flower Hour and the (laughs) 70s stuff. Um, So what made you decide to do this song? Um, uh, I'd say
1: probably, like you said, growing up on it, paying homage to my favorite country band. I've seen them more than any other band ever. And I've gone to a lot of shows, but just... Being a part of the rodeo, my dad volunteered there for years, so we'd go every year. Oh, awesome. Every year we'd see a bunch of acts, but always Brooks and Dunn. I nice. think they've been coming, shoot, I don't know, for probably like 15 years yeah. or more before they retired, and then now they have a show in Vegas. Oh, but, cool. But while they were touring, every year they were in San Antonio, for as long as I can remember. So I've seen them literally once a year my whole life, <laughs> until recently. <laughs>
2: That's pretty awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and they're amazing. They bring it every t- every, every time. Like, So it, it was... Kind of paying homage to that. And also, I'm a pretty limited guitar player. You know, like I've, I've played bass in my band and play guitar for my own stuff. But uh, not the best guitar player, not the best singer. And uh, that's also why I chose one of Kicks' uh, Brooks songs. So there's Brooks and Dunn. Dunn's the one that the redhead he usually sings. Like Neon Moon. And yeah. Boot Scoop Boogie just kills it. His range, I, f- I would butcher it. So <laughs> Kicks, he's more, he's more my... My speed.
0: I was wondering about that. Cause that that's one thing I, I looked up, and, and this is only the third single of their twenty number one singles that Brooks is singing on, is singing on as opposed to done. Yeah. So I was, I was actually going to ask you about like what made you decide to choose that. Uh,
1: I, maybe I identify with him a little bit as a bass player. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> I, like uh, I forget what show Metalocalypse. I have uh, that joke where yeah. it's like, "You're the bass player. Why don't you get some water for the band? <laughs> Shouldn't you be loading gear somewhere?" And uh, you know, like uh, I've always been a bit of like a class clown and showman. So being a bass player was kind of like a maybe taught me to be okay with not always being center of attention.
0: Yeah, that's, that, I kind of like that. I like that dynamic that they have because I know they were both solo artists before yeah. producer decided to put them together. And and Dunn's kind of like the rock star.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, dude.
0: and Brooks is kind of like more reserved, mm-hmm. and he does the more like soulful stuff. Yeah, know? yeah, I, that's a cool dynamic for especially for country artists and and. Uh, you know, and talking about, like, the 90s and in, in country in the 90s and, and how big it was. I think that was, maybe I'm just biased because I was, like, that was when I started listening to music. But that's yeah. kind of when it started transitioning to, like, pop country and, yeah, and things like that.
1: Yeah, and that's why I feel like now I that's the heart of, like, all the music I like. It, it has to be, there has to be some sort of pop. In yeah. There. I mean, I, I like all music, but if I'm going to buy it and go to the show, whether it's country or... Or rock, like, there's got to be some sort of pop. Some yeah. Sort of a hook.
0: I think, uh, I think hooks are something, I, I don't know, just for me personally, like, as I've gotten older, I've appreciated them a lot more. Yeah. I think there was a point in time where I was like, I just wanted technical. I wanted it to sound hard. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I, again, going back to, like, my limited kind of skill in guitar, I feel like country music I identify with, because once you learn the songs, you're like, oh, shit, everybody's playing the same yeah. song. <laughs> just coming up with an l- interesting little melody on top that... It's like a really simple, soulful sort of. I don't know. Brooks and Dunn was always like about being at the rodeo, yeah. Being in a bar, sad. Like <laughs> it's yeah. awesome, or like you know, like the song I'm covering is like, "You better kiss me, you're gonna miss me when I'm gone." <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's emo. Like, yeah, for sure.
0: It's a testament to like the, like you said, like everything is kind of a variation on the same thing, and the fact that these variations still sound different, and they're able to make these their own. Yeah, I think it's almost harder than writing. Fucking arpeggios or whatever. Yeah, I,
1: I would, you know, I would agree. There's been, I've had friends that like are super technical and, but then they can't write like a catchy line to save their lives. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I've always been really successful coming up with catchy lines if it's like ridiculous, like talking about poo for pee. Or yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. I love those songs that you've shown me, like yeah. the personal ones.
1: Yeah. But, uh, but as far as like songs that I would write trying to get them into the band, typically they were like, uh, I think the only one that I wrote that actually we recorded for Westbound was Half-Hearted Love. Mm. Well, I mean, I wrote that with Richard, but um, I feel like that one was kind of sad country. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that song. It's like, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you get. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Here I go.
0: Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, when I first heard about the, the stuff that you're doing that, you're, that Zach was talking about, it mm-hmm. reminded me a lot of like uh, Reggie into Full Effect and that. Yeah. All the stuff that the Get Up kids don't want to sing about, he does on his own. I thought that was real cool that, you know, you have your own little side stuff. And
1: Yeah, yeah. I finally started jamming with um, a bass player, Wes Dunn. So we're going to try and get some songs together and then figure out who else is going to play with us. I don't awesome. even know what it's going to be called, but I, I want to play like once a quarter every three months. I learned a okay. quarter in my real estate profession. <laughs> I was like, oh, I always thought a quarter, something else. But it makes sense. It'd be three months quarter every year anyways yeah. <laughs> once a quarter we'll play a show i think it'd be cool to do like a like 15 minute set just out of nowhere and again present these like really ridiculous songs and as like serious as we can and really polished
2: so
0: yeah. yeah yeah i think that's i think that's awesome and i think that's one thing that you know as as we've all gotten older it's cool to see you guys still playing and mm. you know i think a lot of our friends who kind of stopped playing it's it's just it's really hard to get back into it, and it's it's really cool to see you guys go, still play and, cool. and still want to go out and do it. Yeah.
1: Well, you know Brooks and Dunn, they're a testament to uh, you know you could do it for forever. Those guys probably have had. It. I was trying to figure it out on the way over here, like how long they've been around. Definitely since the eighties. So. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Thirty I mean, years. Yeah, thirty-four 40 year 40, career, yeah.
0: probably, which is insane.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: yeah. impressive. Because I was reading that I think that they had a couple of albums solo separately in the eighties mm-hmm. and then they got together in ninety one. And then uh the song you're doing is from ninety five. Okay. And they were just like hit monsters, man. Yeah. Like every
1: um, dude. Yeah. Their greatest hits album came out like I don't know when, maybe early two thousands, late nineties, and then they've since gone on to even have more hits. It's like too soon. You should yeah. wait. <laughs> but uh but yeah, they're 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 probably for me, like when I think of Rodeo bands like right up there, and they're like the team ropers. Of, you know, I because you think of like all these single acts, yeah, super iconic. But Brooks and Dunn, I don't know, they're like the best team roping team of country music.
0: I can't think of any other ones. No. I mean, my, my country is limited, but I mean, the, who
1: is that new one, Big and Big and Rich? Oh, yeah, <laughs> my stepmom really likes wow. them. I saw them once in the rodeo.
0: Um, I, I think that, um, I just, like I said, I haven't heard this. I don't remember hearing this song yeah. earlier, in, um, but I've always associated them with like Neon Moon and oh, yeah. Boots, Scoot, and Boogies and like sixth grade dances. And like yeah. that was just such a staple. Those were such a staple.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, everybody knows Boots, Boogie. Like uh, that's insane to have. Yeah. I mean, that's, I guess that's the country version of like maybe Queen in terms of just like, it's like, we will rock you. You put yeah. that on, everybody's like, yeah. oh shit, boom, boom yeah. Sh-. Uh Boot Scoop Boogie, even if you don't like it, you find yourself. Singing the Electric Slide yeah. Country. Yeah. yeah, yeah, electric slider <laughs> country. Like every age group uh still to this day knows Boot Scoop Boogie. And then Neon Moon, that's that's probably like my favorite country song ever written.
0: Yeah, I feel like everybody who gets married in San Antonio or Texas, they debate that being their first like couple song. Yeah. Neon Moon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think as far I wouldn't put anybody above Brooks and Dunn for me personally, except for George Strait. Oh yeah, yeah. George, George Strait's the king of pop country.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did yeah. you
1: ever see a, a? There was like a tribute show to him. I'm straying from Brooks and Dunn, but no. That's uh, fine. Yeah. Taylor Swift covered. Um, she covered a song of his, and right away I was like, "Oh, that's where you get it from." <laughs> Paid attention to uh, George Strait. Yeah, have, have you ever listened to George Strait too heavily?
0: I did when I was little. My brother, that was, like, Garth Brooks was, like, my dude. Yeah, Garth
1: Brooks is the man. He's the rock star of country music for sure. Yeah,
0: and then George Strait was, like, his dude. I think it was more of kind of like a, like, he's a little brother, so George Strait is, like, his yeah, guy.
1: Yeah, my dad, That was, I think my dad always tried to dress and, and act in a way that he felt like probably George Strait would act dress.
0: <laughs> You did you ever see his movie, that Pure Country movie? Fucking
1: love Pure Country. Again, my dad has a movie poster of from that movie, like a really big one, in his in our garage.
0: Oh yeah. My yeah. mom was a big fan of his, and like without even knowing what it was about, she wanted to go see it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's still I've, I've I definitely can feel it still to this day because the whole premise is you know he's burnt out, yeah, and it's become such this like produced kind of. Entity beyond even him as an artist That like they're able to get a look-alike because
0: yeah. his <laughs> like, played by Coach Taylor yeah. from Friday Night
1: Lights Yeah he just fucking leaves the tour And goes and lives on a farm so he can find his roots But then they just <laughs> replace his ass Put like a fake ponytail on this stunt double dude And have him like just lip-sync And he's still touring and people are loving it oh, man. Yeah
0: Anyways, like 20, 30 years ahead of that Black Mirror episode, it just came out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's a deep fake before they even thought about
0: that. Yeah, any other country artists that you like from that time?
1: Um, Yeah, definitely all of them. (laughs) um, For sure, Reba McIntyre, she's right up there. Um, Again, her, her being able to sustain her career the way she has is pretty impressive.
0: Um and she's she's looks great too. Like yeah. I forget how long she's been an mm-hmm. artist because she looks exactly the same way she did thirty yeah. years ago.
1: Yeah, Reba McIntyre. I mean there, there's like so many names that you could really just spend forever. There's like Martina McBride, of course, I mean everybody remembers Shania Twain. Yeah. Like she was pretty high up there. Tim McGraw, I loved him. Him and Faith Hill <laughs> were yeah. always really good. Literally every nineties country artist, Clint Clinton Black, I feel like we forget about him sometimes. He's really good.
0: Yeah, I've, my dad's always been a big fan of Dwight Yoakam, and Dwight I feel Yoakum. like I've oh, kind of inherited that. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's he's. I'd say he's kind of an outsider for Texas country, being kind of a. I don't know. Is he Canadian? Is he? I don't know. If he's I don't from know. Here. We need somebody to fact check me.
2: <laughs> <So> <laughs>
0: we need. We need to get like a stat about. person.
1: That's after the show. We do a fact check. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, Dwight Yoakam, wherever he's from, he's awesome too. Yeah. There was a guy who had a stroke. I <sighs> can't remember his name.
0: Randy Travis? Randy Travis.
1: Man, that guy's voice was like, (laughs) fucking, I don't know. Like, that's what you wish your granddaddy sang like. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah.
0: I've always associated, he was in Varsity Blues, right? He was like the dad? Or is that a different country artist? (laughs) I don't know. I feel like a lot of like 90s country artists had like little cameos. Yeah. Like Dwight Yoakam was in Wedding Crashers.
1: Yeah, he's been in some weird movies too. I feel like he's had some interesting roles. Kind of like a weirdo, which he plays great. I saw him recently. Well, recently, I say. That's probably like five or six years ago I saw him. And it was was at the amphitheater by the river. Oh, yeah. So it was an outdoor show. And he comes out, and he's wearing a Canadian tuxedo, like the denim (laughs) from boot to hat. And it's studded with, like, all the... Bedazzled looking shit. So it's just the sunshine off of him And every after every song, oh, it sure is hot here in Texas. All right, let's go. And he just keep playing. And all of us were like in our swim trunks because it's <laughs> fucking summer. Uh, like, well, take off your jacket, yeah. Dwight. Come on, man. Like, you look cool. I get it. You'll still look cool. It's,
0: it's the brand, man. You got to stay with the brand. I don't know.
1: I'm, I mean, I'm. Barely in my thirties, and I'm already at that part where I'm like, oh, I gotta stay out of the sun, get in the shade. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to wear too much sunscreen because that's gonna give me cancer. So I'll just be in the shade, wear the wide brimmed hat. <laughs> so like, I feel like if I was touring now, still, like, say, you know. I'm in a band and we're making it and we're playing an outdoor show. I wouldn't give a fuck. I'd wear the big hat. (laughs) (laughs) Those fisherman dad shirts. They feel nice.
2: Those Magellan shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Those are nice. They do feel nice.
1: Yeah. I kind of, I've always appreciated, uh, and this is very not nineties country because nineties countries definitely, you know, that all of them look like they could be in a rodeo whether they can or can't, you know, they all look like, I ride a horse. Mm, Yeah. Urban cowboy. But uh, I've always appreciated when bands don't do that. Yeah. So it's like every band member dresses differently and oh, yeah. you know, they, they look like they would almost be in different crowds.
0: And- I, yeah. I kind of like that coming <laughs> together of things, you know, yeah. it's, it's, we were kind of talking about this earlier that how everything's kind of cultivate, like everything's kind of just conglomerated together. And like, yeah. there's, I mean, you don't really have specific genres anymore, you know? And I think that's kind of cool. And in a way that, you know, I guess it's because music's so easily accessible. Somebody can be influenced by 90s country and then also still like emo and still like yeah. rock and still like rap. And mm-hmm. the music is kind of a result of that.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of artists I don't like, but I wouldn't say there's like a specific genre that yeah. I don't like. Whereas, yeah. Although in high school, I was very much like, this is all I'll ever listen to forever. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think following the bands that you like, that they liked, yeah. you start to realize like, Oh, there's more to this, you know. It's everything's a big spider web.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I think, and we talked about this with with Octavio and, and James a little bit about how a lot of the the later bands were influenced by these older bands, and they end up killing those older bands inadvertently because their <laughs> popularity makes the other band less popular. Right? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah.
1: I think Taking Back Sunday. Really liked this band called North Star. Oh, yeah. And North Star was great. And they were on people's radar, but nowhere near anything like Taking Uh, Back Sunday. And I wouldn't say Taking Back Sunday killed them per se, but maybe, I don't know. I feel like,
0: yeah, maybe, because everybody
1: I've shown North Star to that maybe hadn't heard of them, they're like, oh, it sounds like Taking Back Sunday. (laughs) Like, yeah, they, anyway, sorry.
0: (laughs) No, no, that's just, uh, that's, this is what this podcast is for, exactly. (laughs) I think that. One of the things that made us want to start this is just to get people to listen to new bands, and we're just through the cover, through the conversation. Yeah, and I like that. I like. I, mean, I, I got into North Star way late, so like you know them and like bands like Mineral and and Texas, Mineral is like ninety miles north of us, and really? I never heard them until about five years ago, mm-hmm. and it bums me out. They're back together. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like it's still not the same, you know, yeah, seeing them.
1: Yeah. If I could time travel, and I've thought a lot about this, um, if I could time travel, the number one thing I would do is go to shows. Yeah. Because I don't want to mess with, like, the time <laughs> continuum. I don't want to mess with my, you know, future. But if I could just go and be inconspicuous at a bunch of badass festivals yeah. and concerts and, like, yeah. that, why, why would I do anything else?
0: What would be your number one show that you'd want to go to? Oh. Hmm maybe not number one, but what's one of the,
1: um, man, I'm, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, I'd probably, I mean, as far I can tell you what artists I would pick. Yeah. Uh, and then there's, I could probably join it down, but definitely Jimi Hendrix for me. Um, Santana and Prince. I feel like I'd probably Santana's Woodstock performance for sure. Maybe Jimi Hendrix when he played, I forget the name of the festival, but he was in Monterey. Yeah. The Jazz yeah. festival. Yeah. yeah. Um, That one Also when he played Berkeley was pretty cool And then Prince I don't even know Like his specific shows I would just want to see him Yeah Like when Kind of right before He's about to just explode Oh Because I'm sure People who saw him Were like holy fuck Yeah Because I think For me Like best guitar players ever Like Jimi Hendrix and Prince Are right there And I don't think Prince Gets enough credit For being Oh yeah I mean maybe I'm wrong Maybe he really does Get credit for it But I always just thought Of him as a songwriter Which he is But Fuck, that dude is amazing on guitar.
0: I, I went to go see Chet Klosterman talk uh, for about one of his books, and he was talking about how Prince doesn't get enough recognition of guitar because he was just as good a guitar at everything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, yeah. <laughs>
1: there, people talk about going to jam with him, and he would just be like, okay, let me show you, and he would just go from instrument to instrument and fucking just show up these <laughs> world-class yeah. musicians, like mm, maybe a little more like this. yeah. Um, and I think his style, the way that – uh he he dressed and and just he reminds me of Jimi Hendrix, but yeah. a little bit more eighties, like you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, And that dude can pull ass too, like yeah. a guy, female, <laughs> and he's he's tiny, but yeah. you never get that. And he's impression. so like he's so like, like than reserved. Life. It seems oh, like,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. The,
1: uh, maybe comedy shows too. Oh yeah,
0: related, but go see Carlin or like clock, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, he's the king. I'd like to go see Pryor. Just, uh, yeah, Pryor. Bill, Bill Hicks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we were, were just talking about Bill Hicks <laughs> earlier. Probably try, 100%. And,
1: try and do some psychedelics with him after this show. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> but your, your point about Prince, there was a show, I remember it was, I think it was maybe like Andy Langer, someone, an Austin uh, music writer, was talking about when Prince died that Prince played at La Zona Rosa for South by Southwest, mm. and this writer had to choose between seeing him... Or seeing, like, Justin Timberlake. And this is like, right when Justin Timberlake was getting really big solo-wise. And he went to go see Justin Timberlake because he figured, like, oh, it's Prince. is kind of going to be, you know. I can probably see that again. Mm. Apparently, he paid for seven hours. <laughs> and let everyone that went oh, there man. stayed there the whole seven hours. Yeah. And they said it was, like, the most amazing show they've ever been to.
1: I bet, listen, being at a Prince show is, like, yeah. going, to, going to church. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, really believing in what you're, everything you're listening to. Yeah. And being like, yes. This is what the universe is about. <laughs> yeah. Everything makes sense. I'm home <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Then you
2: have to leave. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. 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 I was super depressed after, uh, after playing with Westbound that like reunion sort of high uh, quality yeah. going away show. Yeah. Cause I forgot how much I liked it and it's, I feel that I've felt that way at other shows too. Like I saw, uh, hot water music when I was in high school and I didn't even mean to see them. I was going to see the band opening for them, but they played and it was amazing and I, I left the show early because I was, like, on such a high, I didn't want to remember it ending. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, it, I don't know, me being dumb and emo, I was like, I'm going to leave now. <laughs> so, in my mind, it will forever be there, just, like, playing forever.
0: What's well, it's funny you say that. I remember uh, I took an Uber in Austin one time to Fun, 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 and the guy was, like, you could tell he was he had, like, a divorced dad vibe. He was very, like, hell, you guys going to a show, man? <laughs> um, and we were talking about music and, and – he kind of started talking about rush and mm. we were like, Oh, like when was the last time we saw rush? It was like, Oh, like 2003 or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, like they've come through a bunch of times. Why didn't yeah. you see them? It's like, well, that's the best I've ever seen them. I don't <laughs> want to ruin that. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, it kind that. of makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> I feel that way. I really want to see Kiss before they're done, which I feel like they always say, this is the last one. (laughs) Um, But I think that'd be a cool band to go back in time and see. I mean, there's just so many, like, it's crazy. I feel like we're in a golden era of uh, TV shows, but I feel like maybe we missed out on the golden era of like rock. And I don't know, maybe not, maybe I'm wrong. I, I think there's a lot of cool new music out there and people's styles and tastes are like what you were saying are kind of interweaving in crazy new ways. But, I don't know I don't think a lot of those bands That existed back in the day Could have existed Without like In this social media setting They would have been more Just one hit wonders Like could Brooks and Dunn Sustain it today You know Like they've Mm. had a 40 year career Yeah But that was back starting when We were pretty limited In what we could listen to
0: That's a good point though Because I know a lot of A lot of journalists Have brought up like Who really is like The last rock star Mm. The last like Successful rock band When you look at the rock charts It's like Imagine Dragons, you know, like, and <laughs> that's great. it. Yeah. But and you know, like I think the last like real, like new rock band is Kings of Leon. And that was more than a decade ago, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's either Jack White's new band, you know, right. <laughs> whatever, like 20 bands he's got starting up, but you don't really see that a lot. And I think that, I don't know if that's just a, a sign of the times or the fact that, you know, maybe, maybe rock is, is more evolved than we thought it was. And we, it evolved before we could really identify what rock really is. Yeah. Yeah, I, um yeah. <laughs> um so we talked a lot about like 90s country. I mean, are you a fan of like older country as well or Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um <clears throat> when I first started playing guitar, uh, it was I was all about Hank Williams songs. Yeah. Fucking Ramblin' Man by Hank Williams is probably the my favorite song by him. Uh, Lonesome something I don't know. He's every song of his is kind of like sounds the same. Yeah. But it's the the melody or a certain lyric that he has that really changes the feel you. and vibe and yeah. Hits you. yeah. My grandmother did not like Hank Williams cuz he lived a life of sin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but older, I mean there's I, I don't like uh what's his name? Um it come to me, but I I like he's he has a song Billy Joe Shaver uh, live forever. That was like the first song I heard Uh of his and it was pretty new, but you go back and research Billy Joe Shaver and he wrote like a lot of songs that today, Wailing Jennings and kind of those people get credit for. Um, so the guy I don't like, I feel like a lot of people get mad at me for saying it, but he wrote that song proud to be an Okie" from Muskokie. Oh, what's his name? It's not Merle Haggard, right? It is Merle, it Haggard. Is Merle Haggard. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I, so I thought I liked Merle Haggard because I was like, oh, I like old country. looks <laughs> yeah. Cool. And, but uh, I don't know. I just don't like Merle Haggard. He wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't down with dope. He's, he's <laughs> yeah. seems like a square. Um, when I listen to uh, Billy Joe Shaver do interviews, it kind of almost makes me dislike uh, Waylon Jennings as well, just because they. Uh, I don't know, Billy Joe Shaver. He's a he's a songwriter who's been around for a long time. If you haven't, like, researched him, go research him. Yeah. He, he did an interview on Netflix with the Norm MacDonald show. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently him and Norm are great friends, but his stories, that guy's, like, the real deal. He's probably, like, the last true old country artist that's kind of, I guess, came up in the time around Waylon and yeah. all those other guys. I don't know. So, yeah, I don't like Merle Haggard because he maybe a little too square for me, but that's funny because the nineties country is so like polished and shiny. Yeah.
0: <laughs> pop and you know, I think it's funny though. Cause I, I feel like guys like Merle Haggard and, and Waylon Jennings, like, you just feel like you're supposed to like them.
1: Yeah. Cause they look so cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: There's a lot of that, that I mean, even like with, with like late nineties emo bands, like I feel like, yeah. man, I really am supposed to like sunny day real, sunny day real estate. Mm. And it took me forever to like get into them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, that I, I guess when I first listened to Sunny Day, I was like, "Oh, I guess I'm not emo. Yeah. <laughs> this is too sad." <laughs>
0: yeah. It's funny because Jeremy Nick or however you pronounce his last name like hates that term and like hates the... Like, <laughs> but I feel like it, there's an association with like third wave emo and now hearing about like all the like the Me Too stuff from that era, just mm. it, it kind of puts a damper on like what they were all about. So they kind of like distance themselves from it. Interesting. Um, it's it's really. Do you ever listen to the Watch Up Emo podcast? No. It's good stuff. Like emo. Okay. He comes off as, he's a, Tom Mullen is the guy that does it. He does, um, he does uh, A&R for Atlantic Records, mm-hmm. but he used to work for EVR. So he actually helped sign um, Circus Revive. Oh, okay. So he knows his stuff and he, you know, he does this on the side and he talks to a lot of the older guys. He still talks to like a lot of newer bands too, and he can come off kind of curmudgeon about things. And I find myself say, like hearing him say stuff and be like, Oh man, I used to say stuff like that. Like <laughs> I'm not, I'm not better than them, you know? Um, yeah. but, uh, but it's interesting. And I feel like these, these parallels are, are really interesting how I feel like every 20 years or so things kind of cycle in and no matter what genre it is mm-hmm. and country music, definitely like outlaw country in general, is kind of like that has come back. I remember being a kid, not being into that. Yeah. And then as I've gotten older and like, discovered punk rock realizing a lot of these punk rock guys were into like outlaw country too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There was, I can't think of the song, but there was a punk band that had this one cover and I fucking loved it. And I went back and it was like a bluegrass band that originally sang it. I was like, Oh Oh, shit, Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of country songs could totally be performed punk. Easy. Same
0: chords. (laughs) (laughs) Just distortion.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sing a little bit faster. Um, Yeah.
0: You see that with, like, a, The Clash doing I Fought the Law, you know. and mm, Yeah. They don't sound that different, you know, the songs themselves. Oh, yeah. Johnny
1: Cash, all those songs yeah, be punk.
0: For sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: Which I heard that Johnny Cash ripped off um, ripped off another guy. Oh, really? Yeah, plagiarism. And they actually, he paid, like, a settlement to the family of this. So the song, um, I Heard the Train of Coming, Coming Down the Line, blah, blah, blah. What song Shadow is
0: that? Shadow uh No. Uh, I forget what don't the like title that. is. Right. Like his I'm most famous song. <laughs> yeah, I can't I think of it now either.
1: But he actually like lifted that uh that line. I don't know. If you YouTube it, there's like they show you, and it's pretty legit where you're like, oh yeah, that was uh, already a song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but to his credit, he's still an awesome songwriter. Yeah and, I don't Johnny Cash's voice is so cool, he looks cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was emo.
1: <laughs> yeah. Before emo I mean, The Man in Black. He
2: yeah. covered that nine inch nail song. Oh, dude. <laughs> that was pretty emo. That
1: was fucking awesome. No, I'm, I'm allowed to cuss, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah. Fuck <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that was probably when I started listening to Johnny Cash because of Hurt. And he also, no, I, Hurt's great, yeah, but I love uh, his version of American Jesus. Mm. My personal Jesus, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. That song goes so hard. Yeah,
1: yeah. Nine Inch Nails, that was the first... Um, Downward Spiral, yeah. yeah. That was the first CD I bought. I bought it in the bathroom from some guy. Oh, really? <laughs> ten, <laughs> that, ten bucks. That album is grade. so good. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, I think that's awesome. like the
2: first like concept album that I got into. Mm-hmm. It's just like blew my mind that you could do that. Yeah, then,
1: yeah. Uh, so we're, I was talking about earlier, like growing up in San Antonio. I was like, oh, there's rock music, like uh, Journey, you know, and <laughs> Kiss, and Black Sabbath. Like that's rock. And then there's country music: George Strait, Brooks and Dunn, Garth Brooks, Reba. Um, my mom got married to my stepdad when I was I think, like eight or nine. And I remember going to my stepdad's house for the first time to meet his kids and his uh, two sons. My stepbrothers showed me Pantera, oh, yeah. another great Texas fan. <laughs> Hell, yeah. And it was a vulgar display of power was the album. And on the cover, like the cover art is just a dude, or maybe it's a chick. I think it's a dude just getting punched yeah. in the face. <laughs> and it's like the face is all bruh, morphed and, it scared me. I was like, "What the?" And then they played it, and I it was so angry
2: yeah.
1: and like fast. It it, it really scared me because I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I didn't know music could be could be that way, which is crazy. Like, why wouldn't it? But I really thought like, "Oh, there's country, there's rock, but there's nobody like you can't be angry like this." Yeah. Mama get mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Pantera definitely that was my first like, oh fuck. Yeah. Um Yeah. And I and I thought that's what would happen if you go to
2: their shows. You're just,
1: just, yeah. just punching each other in the face. Speaking of time Which,
2: travel, I would see them oh, in yeah. Metallica, like in the eighties oh, Metallica. Yeah.
0: That'd you'd be sick. See, yeah you yeah. Would you would you go see Pantera back when they were like glam, like when they were trying to do the glam <laughs> stuff? Because I feel like I would just want to see that. Yeah, I don't know if I'd like it, but I just oh, want to see.
1: Still that. bring it, those guys yeah. are
0: special. Yeah. I 100%. love looking at those old pictures where they just they look like poison. <laughs> mm-hmm, <dude. laughs>
1: they were probably told it was a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. somebody on their team and they're like bad oh, management. Know,
0: but, was, was there yeah. music to the sing back then? Because I would love to see them play like walk dressed in makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, and you mentioned Hank Williams and Rambling Man. Um, Cat Power does this really amazing cover really? of Rambling. She, she does Rambling Woman. Mm. It's fucking awesome. She does. She's got like two cover albums that are really really okay. good. Okay.
1: I like Cat Power. Yeah. I saw an album of hers at Half Price Books, and even though I don't need CDs, I was still like, well, maybe I'll have a CD for the car. <laughs> I was like, I could just YouTube whatever. Anyways, but
0: no, I'm the same way. I like. I've got like, there's this band dousing who I got really into last year and I went and bought their CD and I haven't even opened it because I just <laughs> listened to it on Spotify. Yeah. But I like having it like yeah. the physical copy. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. I want to
1: listen to that rambling man song. Yeah, when, I w- when I first heard it, I told all my friends, I'm like, just play this at my funeral and <laughs> don't you fucking talk about Jesus. <laughs> now I feel different. I'm like play something happy. <laughs> Do you know what song you'd want them to play? Um, Probably I would want them to go through my songs. Oh, cool. I'd want them to play Westbound. I'd want them to play all my silly songs, make whoever's like left alive listen to my really vulgar <laughs> songs and question like, question me, even in my death. Like, what the
2: fuck is wrong with something? <laughs> like, your grandkids are hearing that for the yeah, first time. Yeah.
1: yeah, I wrote a song. I have one where I'm talking about, like, uh, I'm on my phone downloading porn, <laughs> texted a girl who's only 17, which uh, singing that as a 33-year-old is, is really disturbing. <laughs> I wrote it when I was 19, so it wasn't as bad
0: yeah, Texas, underage girl, still yeah. illegal, but mm, Texas a, legal. The three text is legal. Rule. true. Don't ask me why I know the three. There's a three year rule. If you're like three years older than, mm. I had to look nice. it up for a friend. Oh. And I swear it was for a friend. Yeah, <laughs>
1: no.
0: I went. I went to a lot of proms.
1: The last prom I went to, I was 21. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I, I I knew it was questionable, but whatever. I bought beer for. A beer <laughs> <before>. Yeah, <laughs> Did you buy beer for them. <laughs> it was nice to be to be really popular, but also you felt like it was like. Yeah. yeah they were just being nice because i don't they probably thought like I was really weird i had long hair i had laid out because i wanted to look tan because i'm really pale and I, I ended up falling asleep so i oh. went like i was super red red lobster that's awesome yeah Did
2: you have a white suit on really no I don't. I don't know what i wore probably i don't know black or blue I wore a white suit to my prom. Really, I could see that. I thought it was super cool. Yeah, I look stupid in the picture. Yeah, but so. okay, you did. <laughs> but really, that's just me in high school. That's what I look like. Yeah. person.
1: Yeah, I was. I was very loud in high school. I was super obnoxious. Like I enjoyed uh, pushing teachers' buttons. <laughs> Always questioned authority. Very defiant. Um, but Same. like in a smart ass way. Yeah. And it was yeah. always like whenever we'd have parent teacher conferences, it was like, that's smart, but <laughs> yeah. like one teacher said, don't take the Lord's name in vain when I cuss. And I looked straight at her and said, God damn it. <laughs> and she didn't do anything. But now I look back, I'm like, what a horrible person I
0: was. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Little shit.
1: But yeah, but I thought that's like, you know, I listen to punk and I yeah. flick off cops and I still that's do what that. you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. High school is I, I, fun. I, yeah. I had strayed from my, 90s country as a high schooler. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's another interesting thing, too, is that, like, you definitely go away from a lot of music you listen to as a kid, and then somewhere along the way you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. It's almost like finding an old toy yeah. you forgot about. All these emotions. And how the hell can we remember lyrics so well? Yeah. I think
0: I think music has to be the original language of humanity. That makes sense. There's songs from, like, the 90s that I remember all the words to you. Yeah. And I can't remember what my girlfriend told me last yeah. week
1: about oh, Dude, tell me about it. That's probably, I mean, it makes sense. like Epics, like Beowulf were probably sung. Mm. Yeah. That'd be the only way. But then you had some asshole along the way. It was like, oh, I'm going to change it to butthole. <laughs> yeah. and then they, like decades later, they're like we don't know why the ancients yeah. talked about the butthole. <laughs>
0: um, so this is a cover podcast uh, kind of going off killed a little bit but um do you have any favorite covers of, of like bands doing covers of songs or anything like that hmm
1: yeah um i i i always loved the uh punk goes pop oh, yeah <laughs> always they were super good okay so the starting line covered i'm real
0: oh yeah <laughs> the j-lo
1: and ja rule song yeah that's that I, I'm i gonna go with that being my favorite. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was a good one. I feel like, um, yeah, I really like it when, when punk would go pop.
0: I think on that same one, maybe as an, an earlier version, but uh, Rufio did like a prayer.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. now great. Yeah, yeah. So that song inspired me when I used to write like songs, my own songs. I would write lyrics for songs that I liked, like write them down, and then I would use the same, like. I guess rhythm of their words. Like I would use their, I would always count, constantly count syllables. Like how many syllables is in this phrase? So, you know, and then I would basically, so Madonna, Like a Prayer, the Rufio song, I loved that so much. I literally wrote another song for our band in high school that was called Morning After. Yeah. I wrote a song called, or the lyrics called Crawl to You. And I literally just, they're all the same syllables as uh, the lyrics for Like a Prayer. That's awesome. Like line by line.
3: When you call my name.
1: Yeah, I would just, like, sing it and count with my fingers. Okay, so this phrase will be nine syllables. This will be <laughs> ten syllables. And then I would fit it to it. Because oh, yeah. if, if you ever... Uh, I, lo- I love to just play songs kind of uh, ad-libbed or yeah. improv, you know, just blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's really fun to read poems out loud and try and, like, play music on guitar along to it. It always just naturally flows and, like, ends up fitting so well. Yeah,
0: That's awesome. That's I wonder how many... Like bands started out that way, or still do that, you know? right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah,
1: I totally lifted all the whatever made the words for like a prayer work, made my song crawl to you work.
0: Did you ever have a Weird elf phase where you try to make parodies? Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> That's I'm living in my Weird Al. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> that is me. Commercials, radio hits, I always find a way to. I mean, I'm not nearly as good as Weird Al because I'm <laughs> mine's mine's always just potty humor. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's like. But my nieces rode in in the car with me one time. We're driving from like a restaurant to my grand to my parents, their grandparents, and they were like, "Oh, we'll ride with Uncle Seth." They're in elementary school then. This is a couple years ago, and I forget what song was on the radio, but I just was singing along and kept changing the words to like doing Weird Al style, like funny things. Mentioned pooping one time. <laughs> And they still are like, do you remember that one song where you talked about the poop? And I'm like, Let's be cool. more specific. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, one song? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. I love Weird Al. He's awesome. His movie's amazing, too. Uh, the, it had been years. I'd never seen it. Our friend uh, Josh showed me.
2: Yeah, I just watched it with U- him. UHF?
0: Like a month ago or so. It's, it's been on my list since I was a kid, and I've never like just Dude,
1: taken you the time should to go watch, watch it. it. Yeah. I, and honestly, I think UHF... like it's totally prevalent today or relevant to today's time. So with like with podcasts, YouTube yeah. channels, because his whole thing is he has like this failing weird, um, UHF TV station. I don't even know like what UHF means, but I know it's something to do with the television frequency, station. Frequency. Frequency? Right. Yeah. Something. But anyways, he, uh, oop, almost pulled the cord out, but yeah, he's given this station and he's trying to save it and he just does ridiculous <laughs> things to save it. And it becomes like this, uh, very much like just he he he's he's not like this corporate machine you know yeah. He's just this crazy unique individual doing everything he wants to do not worrying about uh ratings or what sponsors care about yeah. you know he's just being his ridiculous self being his true self and it's fucking people identify with it cuz they're like oh this is different from the bullshit on all the yeah. other shows same way that like i feel like you watch sitcoms from even the early 2000s like they just don't play today cuz people yeah. are like this is so fake. Yeah. Um but yeah, so Weird Al, he's I think that movie totally would inspire people to just like, hey, get on YouTube, do whatever the fuck you want. Somebody yeah. somewhere will find it funny.
0: Yeah. People will talk shit to you, but whatever. Yeah. I think I think it's interesting with, with Weird Al, I, I, one common thing with a lot of my friends is we have like similar early things that influence our humor, sense of humor. And I feel mm. like weird. I is one of those guys yeah. who was pretty prevalent. And even if it's not like the same type of jokes, it's being able to like, like you said, to laugh at those types of things that I think that's kind of set the mood for the generation younger than us now. Cause yeah. a lot of the humor is really weird, you know? Yeah, and,
1: Silliness for the sake of silliness, yeah. like almost, um, yeah. Monty Python was a huge one for me, oh, yeah, which I didn't even really see them until I was probably in middle school. My sister made us watch, uh, Search for the Holy Grail. But then I was like, Oh, what else? And they were, uh, I guess like kind of just a sketch show. on BBC. And they, a lot of their songs like I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. I work all night and I sleep all day. He's a lumberjack. Uh, Like just silly lumberjack songs. They would always dress like women. Yeah. And then I would also see Martin Lawrence and all these other comedians dressing up like women. (laughs) <laughs> so I yeah. don't know why I went there.
2: it um, <laughs> yeah. doesn't bring something out in me. But yeah. Monty
1: <laughs> Python. They have one movie life of Brian where this guy, Brian, his whole life gets mistaken for Jesus. Um, so he actually ends up getting crucified. Spoiler. And <laughs> this one guy next to him is like, Hey, you know, when life tr- gets shitty, don't worry about it. Just, just sing. And they start singing, always look on the bright side of life. Uh, and that's how the movie ends. A bunch of dudes in crucifixes <laughs> singing, always look on the bright side of life. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. I feel like that's kind of definitely shaped my life philosophy and attitude towards things. Yeah,
0: I, it's funny how I, I think, in it's it's funny to talk to kids like my cousins. Like I'm getting to that point. I'm going to be 32 this year, and I feel mm-hmm. like yeah, I feel like I'm already getting to that point now, where like my cousins don't think I'm cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're they're all in high school and graduating oh, and yeah. stuff, and it, it's funny because I feel like so much of my high school and previous to that was talking to my uncles or my older cousins about like what made them laugh or what music Mm -hmm. they listened to. And I feel like they have all this access. They don't need us anymore to do that.
1: That's true. Uh, They're also kind of like maybe maybe they assume like, Oh, he doesn't know about that, but really they don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And we didn't just watch them on YouTube. We actually went to the show and paid attention.
2: (laughs) Yeah. We didn't have our phones out. Yeah. We didn't
1: have our phones out. (laughs) I don't mind you having your phone out, but turn the fucking
0: flash off. Oh Yeah. That, yeah. that's it, what pisses me off. It bugs out. me,
2: the whole thing. It the bugs me when,
0: like, pro photographers do that. Like, you see guys with <laughs> their, like, equipment, and, like, I feel like a noob taking photos because I got the little camera and stuff, and I see them taking flash. I'm like, oh, I'm better than that guy. I can- <laughs> 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 but, yeah. Um, so, you know, in the 15 years you've been performing, has has anything changed as far as anything that you like that has changed, or do you feel like everything's kind of the same? Oh, I don't know.
1: I'm really bad at being a part of the scene today. Uh, I have like a lot of friends and people that are still active in it and I should really be better about supporting them. (laughs) But uh, I think maybe from an outsider perspective, I think people are more supportive of each other. Um, At least me personally, I was, uh, I, I used to like, just pick certain local bands and be like, Oh, well I don't like them, you know, yeah. view them as competition and talk yeah. shit. And then I think I got called out on it occasionally where people would be like, why are you talking shit about me? And I never had a good reason yeah. for it. I just was like, I don't know. I just, <laughs> so maybe I like that. Maybe it's an older thing, but I also think the younger generation in general, and I feel like we're, we're kind of part of that. Like, but we're the older millennials, you know, yeah, like we, the, we planted the seeds. Yeah. The younger <laughs> millennials are definitely more inclusive. Like yeah. I've been trying to skateboard more and I feel like when I was in high school, they wouldn't have been nice. Like we wouldn't, me and my friends wouldn't have been nice and encouraging to some 30 year old trying to skate. We'd have been <laughs> like, look at that asshole. Yeah. Whereas every time I go, like there's kids that are really nice and supportive and like, uh, me and Zach have been doing climbing. I feel like the climbing community yeah. is really nice. So yeah. I've just been impressed with like all these young people, just super nice. <laughs> like, yeah. Is this always super been nice this young, young way? People. I don't think it was. I think like we definitely were super clicky. Yeah. I don't know. But on the other hand, there's, you know, trolls like never before, but yeah. So maybe to answer your question, maybe the music community is more supportive, more inclusive. Um, But I, I admittedly haven't been going enough to shows to really know. But yeah,
2: I feel like it is. I think, yeah, definitely like a lot of, there's just so many more bands now, yeah, like yeah. a lot of I mean, just here especially.
1: There's a lot of really good bands too. And yeah. I think like I, I I'm guilty of always being like, oh well if you know, if we had started the band today, it'd be <laughs> yeah. so much easier because we'd have all these tools. And then I realized, well, there's nothing stopping us from being yeah. a band. You know? yeah. like, there's plenty of old dudes, Brooks and Dunn, you know, that are <laughs> fucking rocking.
0: Well, like, was it Tom Morello was thirty something when 1992, the rage the, the yeah. self titled came out. So I mean, it's never too late. No. Um. Do you ever get like Uncle Rico about things like if we would have just done this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. Hindsight's always 2020. Yeah. 20. But I don't know. I'm like, I'll talk to some friends, and they're like, "Oh, if y'all had done this, maybe you could have made it." And I'm like, "No, I don't think so." I don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. I'm glad we, I'm like, yeah. I'm very glad we did it the way we did it. Cause at the end of the day for me, being in a band was about hanging out with my best friends. Yeah. Um, and then getting to like be part of a community, even though it was cliquish at times due to people like me. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, maybe I was too confident at times. Um, but yeah, like I, I think at the end of the day I, I wouldn't change anything cause I don't think making it's the point. And I think that's what's cool about today is that you, there's so much, so many ways to get your music out there is that you don't have to like have a manager. Yeah. You don't even have to fucking play shows. You can just yeah. do shows inside your house and get a following that way, which is really cool.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I dated a girl, her brother was really big in like the Austin scene and it reminded me so much of like our scene like 10 years ago. If, yeah. You know, I, they would have house shows and like they'd get like, you know, people to these like, Base, or not basements but like these these warehouses for shows and I was just like this is so and they're all like my age you know they're not yeah. like teenagers so this is so cool that they're still able to do that and maybe I'm just not in it now because I don't see it enough but maybe right. it is happening here. Right
1: that's how I feel I'm like I probably just don't know I bet there is a really cool vibrant scene going on I'm yeah. just not part of
0: it Yeah, <laughs> I'm a loser <laughs> uh, well, I mean you, you got a family you're married yeah, mean, yeah. Yeah. at least you have an excuse I'm You know, I've got a girlfriend, but that's about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good, that's a good reason. Hobbies outside of music are important. It's like how Popovich, you know, he takes his team to do other things. Like if you get too much in that tunnel, you really have nothing to offer. Yeah. As as far as like perspective and you know, like, I don't know. Your, your, your goal should never be to make it. Your goal should be like, which is why I have a problem. The older I get, like, I'm going to, I'm going to maybe cover Bieber for you guys. And I was thinking about Justin Bieber, like, That's so fucked up how we just like made him this like commercial (laughs) package. Like yeah, I have a problem with that. Yeah. Anyways. So I'm all about people just doing shit on their own. Like fuck labels. Fuck it all.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I think I mean I think that's one thing that's kinda nice about you do see that a little bit. I mean you see these kids out there who are just doing putting stuff on YouTube and like and it's not some of it is just them having fun. You know, they're not mm-hmm. trying to get signed. And some of it's really good, you know. Yeah. I think it's really cool to see that's still happening, even with all the technology.
1: Yeah. Yeah, music's pretty cool now.
0: There are there any uh, younger bands you, you listen to now? or um, Maybe not just local, but just in general. Yeah,
1: I've been really digging Catfish and the Bottlemen for a while now. But I feel like they're a good band that I um, I would want to be in that band. Yeah. Yeah, those are my
0: favorite bands. They make you want to start a band again. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Listening to them, I'm like, "Fuck, this is so good." Yeah, (laughs) I want to be in that band. Um, Really like uh, what's his, what's her name? She Maggie Rogers, Maggie something, Margot. No, Maggie Roberts, Maggie Rogers. She's got a song called Alaska. She's been on Ellen. She's really good, Maggie Rogers. I'm gonna go with Maggie Rogers. (laughs) I think that's her name. Um, well,
0: AVR afterwards was just audio yeah, digital. Yeah, recording. yeah, she's real
1: <laughs> badass. Leon Bridges is cool. He's like that dude's on another level musically. Have y'all listened to Leon Bridges at all? A little bit,
0: not enough to fuck.
1: Like, yeah. I don't know. It, it's his melodies always surprise me because like they don't go where I think they're gonna go. Yeah, and they still work. In this, I don't know. You know how when you hear some things, you're like, oh, that sounds good, and then you hear another thing, and you're like that touches my soul in this very, like, it's almost like effortless. Like he, I don't know. You can hear the gift of some people. Yeah, definitely. Very clearly. He's one of those guys. Like he's, he's different. There's something there. I'm like, Oh fuck. (laughs) going to change some shit.
0: That's exactly how I feel about Charles Bradley. Uh, oh, God. Man, yeah. I, the first time I heard him was from... The He's t- dead now, right? Yeah, he died what a uh, year or two ago. Well, at least he got to get his music
1: out. Yeah. I, ju- I just discovered him recently. Too. I, oh, the
0: only reason I knew about him, I knew his name, but Big Mouth, their theme song for that cartoon, oh, yeah. it is, it's him doing a Black Sabbath cover. Yeah.
1: Oh, and that's... Pulling a,
0: it full circle. Yeah, cover. go back to covers <laughs> that one for sure. Yeah. That's an amazing I had cover. no idea it was Black Sabbath until like a year after I heard it. I was like, oh, wow. And I heard the original. I'm like, oh wow. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I like covers like that that reveal kind of the universalness of
0: what a good song is. Yeah, definitely. There's a there's this Mojo Records tribute album to Duran Duran from mm. the late '90s. And Mojo Records is like was like a ska label. Yeah. And I was like, I hate '80s music. Like this <laughs> and that. And I listened to it, and I realized John Taylor's amazing at bass. Yeah, because yeah, it's all the same bass lines. You know, they're just playing it with pickups instead. You know yeah and this made me a pre- i think that's one of the reasons another reason why i wanted to do this this podcast was just because i wanted other artists to bring out what made these other artists good and, mm. and it's just in a different format yeah for sure so um so we're about out of time do you want to plug anything or you have anything else you want to add
1: hmm westbound recorded a new album before our last show it's on spotify check that out um I have a band. I don't know what it's going to be called yet. Right now it's Via Marge, V-I-L-L-A-M-A-R-J. It's on Bandcamp. Okay, if cool. If you want to Google it. There's, there's all sorts of weird shit on there. Um, don't take it too seriously. <laughs> but yeah, but I might change it to Banana Nut Boys or Banana Nut and have like a banana nutting as like my <laughs> avatar or something. I don't know. Uh, I, I just don't know. I don't know what I want to do with it. I just want to play play it in front of people. Um, eventually. Yeah. And I have a song called booby tree I want to make a video for that. But anyways, yeah, mostly Westbound. Check that out.
0: All right, cool. Well, Hey, thanks for coming on and we're going to be looking forward to hearing you perform Brooks and done. Uh, you're going to miss me when I'm gone.
1: Yeah.
3: time You walked on this heart of mine I can't find much to believe in You let me down so many times me cause you're gonna miss me when i'm gone there's not much chance we're gonna make it if i'm the only one who's trying time Someday girl you're gonna wake up and wonder what went wrong You better kiss me cause you're gonna miss me when I'm gone Kiss me, cause you're gonna miss me when I'm gone. You're good at going to go when through the motions. All I hear are alibis. And now I get this empty feeling. To your eyes I don't see the love Light shining I don't know what's going on You better kiss me Cause you're gonna miss me When I'm gone Miss me when I'm gone You're gonna miss me when I'm